This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. John, the coolest thing about doing a podcast is that the people out there don't know if I'm wearing pants or not. Well, I guess if you're watching YouTube and there's a full body shot, they might know. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if they would know or not. You don't think so? I don't know. What do you, can you see above? Can you see below the table right now? No. All right, good. Then I may or may not have pants on. <laughs> and the other great thing about having a podcast is that I can eat a sandwich because this is not television. There's no rules. <laughs> and although it is the driest sandwich I've ever eaten, it, I feel like we're doing an ASMR video. Yeah. There it is. Can you hear it? I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I think that leads into the question for, that I've got for you today. All right. What is the, your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's the freedom. Yep. Because you're an awesome boss and we got freedom. You know, I, I, I don't have to nine to five. I have to complete my job. Yeah. And that is such a relief for me, you know? Yeah. I feel the same way. Like I know this sandwich metaphor is really ridiculous, but yeah. like we can kind of do our own thing. Like... Yes, there is like structure to our business and our organization, yeah, but like, yeah, we, but there's like no, like, we don't really have a boss. Like, I mean, I, I'm the boss, right. but it's like, I say that loosely because it's like, we're a team. We are. And I feel like we're a team before there's like this hierarchy of business. And I feel like that's the cool thing about entrepreneurship is that yeah. it offers the freedom of collaboration right? and the ability to kind of do things on your own, like how you want to do right. it and like what inspires but you. With, you know, guidance to stay on brand. Exactly. Or, with know? intention and all that other stuff. And so something as silly as eating the sandwich, it's like, hey, like we're hustling all day long. Like from the moment we got here this morning and cut our first podcast with one of our clients. To uh, to our lunch break now where we're cutting our our podcast. And then then another client call we have as soon as this is over, right? Right. Like we are moving like crazy. And so the fact that like we have the freedom to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, as a small business owner and, you know, because entrepreneurs and small business owners, I feel like have a little bit different pain points, right? Like small business owners have a different level of ownership, right? Like there is a level of like responsibility for your employees and things like that. And so I feel like there's a little bit different of a, you know, freedom factor. When you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you can be as busy as you want and be as slow as you want. And if things kind of slow down, it's like, well, I'm only, I'm only worried about myself. So if we slow down, it's kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. Small business is a little different, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have the responsibility of saying like, yeah, I can slow down, but like my entire team feels the, yeah, feels that. And so, you know, I know that I think other small business owners out there listening are like, freedom? What is freedom? What does freedom mean? Um, Because small business ownership, I will say it is is also a lot of work. Well, you're tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I want to just be an entrepreneur. I want to be a small business owner because I can just do whatever the heck I want. And it's like, eh. It's Not there. exactly. It's there. Because you still have to do the things that you need to do to keep your business running. Exactly. And There's y- still things that are going to have to happen. A hundred percent. And I think that that's the one thing that, you know, some people get confused is like, they kind of think that it's going to be this perfect dream job. And it's right. like, it is and it isn't. Like I had a conversation with Kara the other day about this because she was like, oh, like we, we're still kind of in like doing the, the hamster wheel. And yeah. I was like, I don't think so. No. Like if tomorrow... She wanted to go up to, you know, Illinois and visit her family for a week. Mm-hmm. She could. Oh, yeah. As long as she still got, got her job done. 
Yeah. And everybody back home was doing their stuff to kind of support her. Mm -hmm. She could do that. Yeah. And we would be glad to do it. You know, yeah. and we'd be happy to. Just like, you know, there's days that you're telling me like, hey, my kids have got, you know, activities with Things the fair like on. last yeah. week. Last week was you know? crazy with the crazy fair. With the yeah. horse show and all yeah. that other stuff. And so, you know, it's like, hey, go, like, go do that. Yeah. Like, as, as long as that. everybody gets their stuff done, it's cool. And I think that that's what I am most inspired about being an entrepreneur and as a, and a business owner is that although we technically have some, you know, boundaries and, you know, things that we have to be responsible right. for. We, st it's still ours. There's still that freedom. I know. That's, yeah. I know for me, the, the kids thing has been really big because there's so much stuff that happens when they're growing up. And if you're working, you miss it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's nice to be able to prioritize life and work and, you know, come back to that whole, you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And so, you know, if you love what you're doing, even the tasks that you have to do to keep that perpetual motion going, mm -hmm. it's going to be more enjoyable for you. Yeah. You and know? that's the, you know, I'd say for the most part, all of us around here, I feel like, I think any job, there's days that you're just like, oh my oh, gosh. Today. Like, yeah. You know, and we're not going to be the, the people that tell you like, oh, we love every single thing we do. And no, there's, there's days that are frustrating. We and, a pot of coffee before anything happens. Yes, exactly. Today. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> there are days where there's like, you know, there's, it's a grind, but yeah. you know, just the fact that like, it is fun. Like, and for the most oh, part, yeah. like kind of the, like, you know, talk around the water cooler, if you will, is like always mm -hmm. like the same kind of feeling. Like, yeah, we're having a blast. Oh man, this was like, so fun today. Yeah. It was like, that was cool. Like, yeah, there was like, okay, we've got some, like we're on the wire. We got some pressure here, but it's like, it's okay. We're having a good time. We're having a good time doing it. Right? And we, and everybody on our team, like jives, you know, they like, support each other really well. Hey, I need this to, oh, come on in here and, and let's get knock it, it out. Quick. Yeah. Like earlier, I recorded an ad with John the Market. Exactly. John the Market. He, needed, he didn't have his studio set up because his is mobile. Yep. And so I was like, come on come in. Come on in. Come <laughs> on in. So today we're going to be talking, let me back up here. So for the last yeah. few weeks, we've talked a lot about different types of marketing things. We talked about SEO. We talked right. about uh, content marketing. What to look for in a website. What's a website a designer. Company, yeah. So we've talked a lot about that, but we've not really kind of dived into like, budgets. No, you know, we like, haven't. And that's a big, big topic. And it's kind of scary because... It's talking about money. It's money. It's, and no one wants to ask the money question. And yeah. Or ever have the money conversation, especially in sales, right? Like everyone's oh, always yeah. like, okay, now let's we, talk about how much it costs. It's like, yeah, I mean, well, all yeah. that sounds cool. What is it going to cost me? More than half of all businesses, that's 60% are planning to increase their Instagram budget and almost half are planning to do the same for Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. That is a statistic that I found on HubSpot's website. And that was businesses that they interviewed all over the country. They right. also said that in 2020, which I know that was a year ago, all marketing budgets were going to be dedicated to the digital sphere. I wonder if they came out with that statistic before or after yeah, pre COVID. pre or post-COVID, yeah. right? I would say that it I don't know up. that it matters. Yeah. I, I would say that it probably went up after COVID. Right. Yeah, that's what I would right? say. People ask me, you know, like, Andrew, how did y'all's businesses fare through, through the COVID situation? Yeah. It was like, honestly, it was the best year of our entire existence. Right. It's like, well, why? Well, it's like, because businesses realize the importance of being online. Right. They the realized, only way to stay open was yeah, to be online. We kind of drove home the new brick and mortar message with that. That's like, right. And we've this, talked about that concept mm -hmm. a couple of times yeah. over the last few weeks. And so I think that it is important to like really evaluate like, okay, how am I spending my money on marketing? Right. Especially how does that apply to digital? And how much? And how much? Yeah. What, sh what should you be thinking about? What, sh what questions right. should you be asking? And well, because, so, yeah, even before coming up with how much, what do you want? Exactly. Because you're not going to go out trying to buy a Lamborghini with the budget for a Ford Taurus. I mean, if you do, Ford Fiesta. and if you uh, make that deal, please come contact us immediately. Let me know how much that is. Let me know where I can get one of yeah. those deals. And we would love to do that, but... 
Now, I think a lot of times people think, when, like when they think about marketing as yeah. a whole, they think a lot more about traditional marketing, right? right. Things like newspapers, um, yeah, TV commercials, mm-hmm. billboards, oh yeah, cold calling. Definitely. Like those are the things that most people are considered traditional marketing techniques that they used to right. get leads, yeah, yeah. right? But we're going to be talking a little bit more about the digital side of those things. And the reason why is because those things, yes, there's some still of those that are uh, effective, but I think that there's this whole other side that is like paving the way. Yeah, it's it's like a new a new highway coming up, you know. Yeah, I mean, you think about traditional advertising, there is definitely a time and place for it. Like we just did a big billboard campaign for one of yeah. our clients and and in their case, it made sense because we put the billboard up right across the street from their business. Right. It was massive mm-hmm. and they depend on like foot traffic, essentially people coming in. Right. So, so it made sense. It was direct it's basically it's directional signage. It's sign. just like, "Hey, yeah. look, we're right here. We're right mm-hmm. here." So it makes sense for them. But when you think about marketing just as a whole, yeah. what I love about digital marketing and kind of the progression from traditional is that if someone looks at that billboard, you're paying for impressions. You're paying for the fact mm-hmm. that they say that 10,000 cars go by that and you're going to get 10,000 impressions. And that's right. cool. But like other than them telling you that, you do not know for sure right. the data that you got. Well, and did everybody look up that drove by or did they actually read the billboard? Did they call from the billboard? Were they just by? playing the alphabet game and got an A off of it yeah. or something? And the great know? thing about digital is that you can track all of that. Yeah. Right? From the moment they click on an ad to the moment they land on your website to the, right. to the downloads of a podcast. You can follow where they're going. You can follow that journey. And you can also, what's so cool about that too is like yeah. if something is screwed up in the funnel, you can, you can fix, fix it. Exactly. That's With what a billboard, was, yeah. it's kind of like, oh shit, we already printed that. And it's printed. Now we got to pay to print another Either one. Print it again and, and we'll then, just let it run for six months. And granted, you're even seeing billboards that traditional come into the digital age with the new LEDs. That's stuff. right. And mainly because they knew that messaging had to change. Yep. Right. Because messaging changes. Like you see, like I like the dynamic billboards, like, you know, uh, Windex or not Windex, Rainex will run a commercial when it's raining outside yeah. on a digital billboard. Right, like that's right. really clever. Mm-hmm. So it can be more targeted yep. versus traditional, you know, print billboards. And so it's like right. everything digital is taking the lead. It is. And so I want to talk to you guys about kind of just the the seven tips for setting the perfect digital marketing budget. The things that you can ask yourself, and I say seven, I don't know, you know me, like I'll, it'll be four, two, seven, 13. Well, there's a few. There's a, there's a few here. All right. I think the first thing we have to do with digital marketing is define your purpose. And I think that we've talked a lot about this over the last few weeks. It's not a new topic. It's not something that I think business owners no. are clueless about. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself, what do you want your marketing campaigns to achieve? Right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Do you need new customers? Right. Is it brand awareness? Do you need sales? Sales. Is it careers? Like I have a client for the longest time. He told me, I don't care about getting leads off my website. I need people to basically come work for us. Gotcha. So that's, yeah, that would change. A completely different type the of way that you're going to market. That's right. And it changes your niche market too. Yeah. You know, and, and some people advertise for brand loyalty and brand awareness. Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different what do you want to get out of it? You know? Right. Yeah. Do you just want to increase revenue? Yeah. Like, and that's obviously, that's usually that's usually the, the number biggest one. one. Yeah. We want right? more money. Yeah. And it Which, could be a mix of both. It could be a mix of all could. of those. It could be mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. But the point is you have to know what your end goal is in order to know how to map out how you're going to get there. Right. right. One of the biggest mistakes you can make in business is trying to do everything at once. You can't spread yourself too thin. We are guilty of this. I'm not going to lie. I think all small business owners tend to be guilty of spreading themselves well, too thin. Especially when you hit a hot streak. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, 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 woo, let's, yeah just let's just it. do it all. Yeah. And the problem with that is it is a great way to lose money. Yeah. 
because you're trying your best to do all of it at the same time. <laughs> That's a quote right there. Right? <laughs> but uh, you're not going to see the results you want. Right. Not if there wasn't a clear plan. Well, and if you're not, if you're not at your best, you're not producing your best work. That's right. And so that could lead to simple mistakes like, you know, a tag being wrong on a shirt. And yeah. then you got to reprint it. 50 to 100 shirts. And we just had that happen, didn't we, John? <laughs> That's uh, why I brought it up, but gosh. I wasn't going to get specific. <laughs> it's all good. The point is there, you got to define what your purpose is. Yeah. Is it brand awareness? Is it sales? Is it loyalty? Is it referrals? Is it, you know, again, job, you know, job. Right. You're trying to hire people. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, define what that is first before you ever think about what how much money yeah. you're going to spend. Make right? sure you clearly know exactly what you're going to do. And, you know, it probably would be good to know what you want to do to look at what you've done. Oh, yeah, exactly. You've got to learn from your past. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I talk to companies and one of the first questions I ask them, you know, is what have you guys done in the past? You know, was it successful? Did it fail? I had one person reach out to me just recently, super nice lady. And she said, hey, you know, we pay for Facebook ads right now. They get It gets us quite a few leads, but we're thinking about bringing that over to you. And I'm thinking... I appreciate that. Like that's an honor. Right. But if it's working, yeah, why? I don't want to like I don't want to try to have to reinvent that for you. Yeah. I'm not saying that we couldn't be as successful or even more successful, right. but it's like it sounds like right now it's working. Unless you want to change your goals, that's it's right. probably not the best move for you. Yeah, it's like are you unhappy with them? And the, the answer was no. Like we love them. They're great. And it's like well, don't like don't I would love to work with you, but don't do that. Like yeah. if it's working, I would hate to like you say, bring it over to me. And then all of a sudden I don't kill it. Yeah. It's like, whoopsies. Cause mm-hmm. now I'm like kind of set up for failure out of the gate. Cause right. I have to take that company's already had the time to say, Oh, that didn't work. Oops, that didn't work. And they've mm-hmm. learned from their mistakes to build you a strategy. Right. So you've got to learn from your past. You've got to look at what have you done that's worked. Right. Um, for example, if you're doing trade shows oh, yeah. and they're getting results for you, okay, then maybe you st- should still put time into that right. traditional vertical. But yeah. But if you know that you've done trade shows for the last 10 years and you've never got never a single got a freaking sale, yeah. then stop wasting your money. And unless you were enjoying doing it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's purely like vacation type Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If it's good but, for team building or whatever else, it's yeah, like, then it might not, be, might not be worth it. I think yeah. that's a great point is that Sometimes you're doing something just for mental wellness and you're right, doing it for yeah. the team morale or whatever. Exactly, yeah. But as long as you're kind of considering that in your overall marketing budget and you're saying, you know what, this is not marketing money really. Right. Because you don't want to say, well, we're already spending $50,000 on marketing. It's like, well, yeah, but you're know. doing that thing because you like to That's do that That's your Christmas thing. party. Like it's, know, not yeah. because, it's not because it actually is helping grow the bottom line. Right, exactly. Um, I think there's other things you can look at beyond just types of verticals like billboards or Facebook ads or... Uh, social media, whatever. I think the other component is seasonally or, you know, annually, where are times in the year that you slowed down or you picked up? What happened? During those times. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Was it something you did from a marketing perspective? Right. Was it just the industry? Was it, you know, I just think if you evaluate that, if you look at the past and you say like, oh damn, like it looks like historically we always kill it in March. It's like, well, why? Well, yeah. Like, let's drill down. If you're a t-shirt company, you're probably going to sell more t-shirts from, like, May to August, September. And then from October to, you know, back around to May. And swimming pool companies. We were just joking about our friend that has a pool company. Yeah. And we were like, dude, you kind of started your pool company a little late in the season because he just opened it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, your people are going to be... It's going to be cold by the time they actually get their pools built, which, hey, I mean, whatever. If they're going to build it, they'll build it. But I think that... Same thing for his business. He might mm-hmm. see like a bit of a lull yeah. in these next few months. 
But well, it'll I bet coming at the beginning up. of the year, springtime, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, ooh, we can't wait. We want to have a pool for the summer. Right. And he's going to see the business just crank. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? And yeah, and that, yeah. Does, does he have to spend as much marketing dollars during those times of the year? Maybe not. Maybe not because it, it's not the time that it's going to be hot for him. Yeah. yeah. Like those times of the year might already produce naturally. Uh-huh. It's organic, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody wants a pool. They're looking for it. They're Googling it. Yeah. Yes, there needs to be a baseline of marketing. Yeah. You could you run know? into the problem where you got too much work too. Like, no, that's we right. don't need to market right now because we don't need to sell any more right. of that. And so yeah. you have to say like, okay, we need to look at those historic things and mm-hmm. say, okay, we need to spend more marketing dollars in October because we're going to really, really slow down and that's it's going to hurt. slow down. And yeah, that would be a good time for that pool company to run some sort of campaign of get ready for next summer. That's right. Do you want your pool ready for the spring? Buy it today. That's right. You get know? a discount now. Get on the books now. Those sales that you were going to make next year, you could make now. That's right. That's exactly right. And it'll be easier for you and your customers because they won't be in this long queue of when am I going to buy this or, you know, when am I going to get my pool and there's a shortage on pumps because mm-hmm. everyone buys their pools right now. It's like, hey, dude, if you buy it right now, things are a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more resources available. My right. team is flexible. We don't have 50 jobs. We only have two jobs. It's raining right now. So, it's like, so the ground is softer. It's, like, it's good. It's good right all yeah. the way around. And so I think that that's, you know, I just want to get that up across, like learn from your past. If you're a startup or you're not old enough to have kind of those patterns, maybe check out your top competitors. Yeah. Look at look at their business. Definitely. I, right. If you've never looked at your competitor, I would say stop listening right now and go pause, pause <laughs> come back. Go look at your competitor. Because yeah. if you have never even looked at what you're up against, how do you even know how to play the game? Yeah. Look, I'm guilty of this and I hear people say it all the time. Like, I don't have competitors. And it's like, look, dude, whether you believe it or not, there's somebody, somebody thinks that you're there, you're their competitor. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if they think you're their competitor, then then they're, it's like, it's like being an athlete, right? Right. It's like, I might not think anybody's a better athlete than me. So I'm like, man, I'm I'm not not worried about anybody, Mm -hmm. but there's that underdog in the wings that say, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Look at, he's killing it. And what's going to happen is all of a sudden that dude is going to surpass me because I was not having like enough humility yeah to to evaluate and say oh you know what there is people that i need to watch and it's like i'd say even for the way we price our services like i think sometimes our services are a little too cheap for what we do sometimes yeah i like being affordable and it's Mm -hmm. it's my passion for small businesses but at the same time it's like wait a second like that is not always a good thing i think i've shared a story like you know with you before but i've uh, sent a proposal before and offered what I thought was like just the best price. I was making money. Yeah. I thought the customer was going to love the price. Yeah. And then they came back and declined it. And I was like, hey, why didn't you go with me? And they were like, well, because everybody, all your competitors, everyone else we got a quote from was five to six times more expensive than you. So we thought you weren't actually proficient in this area. Wow. So it was actually a logo design project. We were charging, mm-hmm. I think at the time, $2,500, yeah, $3,000, something like somewhere that. in that ballpark. Yeah. And it was a lot of work we put into these branding jobs, oh, but we yeah. thought that that was a reasonable price. Every one of our competition was charging somewhere between ten to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and we lost a really like a big branding job, one right. that we would have loved to have. And they came back to us later, and they were like, "Dude, you just weren't charging enough." And yeah. it was like, "What?" Yeah, that like, doesn't blow who my. Who says I wasn't charging? Uh, what? What? It was so confusing. But that is important. You've got to look at your competition. Yeah. You've got to see. So especially those well, businesses that are fresh and new. Would a Bentley be a Bentley if it didn't have that price tag? That's right. You're you know right. What I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And would a Bentley be where it's at today if it wasn't looking at Lexus and BMW and all these other, right. you know, and these high, you know, uh, sports cars or whatever you want to call them, you right. know, uh, luxury vehicles and looking at them and saying, hmm, they've raised the bar. They've set a new benchmark. We, right. We've got to keep pushing that. We've got to 
you know, yeah. which I think flows. Once us you into set the, the standard, you gotta, yeah. yeah. Get with the times. Yep. Right. It flows it right is. into one of our tips there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trends come and go, but as a business owner, it would behoove you yeah, to keep, you know, track of them all. Right. right. Yeah. I think it would be much more beneficial for you to try to be a trendsetter than a trend follower. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent, which do you, I but, love that, you know, these two kind of go yeah. together, but it's like, yes, get with the times. Yeah. Know what's going on, but be you and in that time. That's right. And get yeah. ahead. Yeah. Like don't just get with the times. Like, I feel like that's what COVID did for 50% of the businesses out there. It I made them like analyze it, what was going on. I think it Definitely. forced people to get with the times. But now, now that everyone's on a level playing field, yeah. got a few stragglers still saying like, meh. Nah, but I, I think, know, yeah. I'd say for the most part, COVID kind of forced the playing field to be level. For digital marketing, 100%. Everyone's like, oh shit, we've got to take this stuff seriously. Yeah, we've got to this... be on a website. We've got to have social media. We've got to have a blog, podcast, well, whatever. Right? Overnight, that was the only way to do business right. anymore for a bit. Like yeah. some people didn't even know how to use Zoom. I and know. now it is like one of the largest you know i know daily user platforms that it there blows are my mind and it's like i've been using zoom forever <laughs> like me too just like i for remember me, when i was so mad it was freezing up because everybody yeah, was on everyone's it. like come on yeah. like you guys ruined it for all of us but you know don't just get with the times don't just oh i'm gonna yeah we should do social media it's like you should have done social media 10 years ago when social yeah, media came out when it yeah right like now is the time to not just get with the times but to get ahead of those times Right. right. It is time for you to say, I mean, imagine this. Imagine when, I'll take it way back. Imagine when like Google dropped. Imagine with, oh, wow. when Facebook came out. Imagine, you know. When, I mean, when Yahoo came out way back. Yeah. Imagine, people invested in it and people thought they were nuts. Nuts. And look at these platforms now. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if you invested in Google. Oh, yeah. You'd be back a on the ground floor. No oh, joke. Yeah. If you'd have put a couple thousand dollars into Google, I'd imagine the, you'd be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, that Bitcoin support and, small business guys. Yeah, <laughs> it grows. <laughs> so it's like you got to get with it and you got to get ahead of it. So right yeah. now when you hear people kind of saying like, oh, are you on TikTok? And you're going, I don't do that TikTok thing. Hold well, you better. Dick. Right. Because it's the next thing. It's it's what's coming up. And it may be a trend that goes by the wayside. And that's why you need to be you. And that's right. Stay true to your brand. Exactly. Be who you are in the new platform. Yeah. And I love that because. Sure, TikTok might not be the best platform for you. Yeah, there might not be a way for you to you know offer value in that space. Right, and that's okay. And it's better that you yeah. evaluate that and say, you know, it's not a good fit for me. You know, yeah, but don't say that it's not for me just because you don't want to do it, right? Or you're not willing to put the time to learn it or the resources into doing it. Find someone in your company that is interested in that platform. Right. If if you're not, and look at your competition. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that. I know if, on the the Rod Ryan show, I'm pretty sure they divvy up the social accounts among everybody that's a Host. Like a host? Oh, that's yeah. cool. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think, I think you've got to look at, again, look at your competition because it's like, if you're like, well, there's no way a pool company could be successful on TikTok. Dude, eh. I wouldn't have thought that somebody who cleans cars, like details cars, yeah, would, would get, be successful people, on TikTok. The things people will watch is it's ridiculous. Weird. But honestly, dude, I love those detailed TikTok. Some of those detail videos like, are really cool to watch. Damn, it's like, dude. Like, look what he did. I want to get those chemicals. They right? clean that. It was like I, I saw recently, like this car they detailed and like used one of these little brushes and a, some type of chemical. And I thought that the car was beige. And when he was done wiping it clean, it was like white. And oh I was my like, goodness. ew, like that is yeah, gross. That's gross. <laughs> And so Dirty car. don't, you know, I think that's the big lesson there is, you know, obviously get ahead of the times, do all that, but also evaluate, you know, which platforms are best for you, right. how you can use it. Yeah. Because if you were one of the first people that hops on that train, mm-hmm. when email campaigns first dropped, right. when SMS marketing dropped, and you were on that, 
you're going to see the highest amount of success. Exactly. Like Clubhouse. Because you're the... Mm -hmm. Clubhouse is something that we're just getting into yeah, because we know, now. right? We're a we're, little late. We're staying with we're the, trying we're, to stay We're catching with up, it, right? Yeah. Right? I wish we were a little more ahead, but, I do we're, too, but, we're but, stay, but we're staying on it. But the people that were on that platform six months ago, a year ago, yeah. when, it, when it came out, mm -hmm. dude, they've got millions of followers and they're getting mad sales from right, it yeah. because they were the ones that set the standard, Yeah, right? They started building their, their audiences in those platforms. I think that rolls into our next, you know, kind of next point is decide on your platforms. Right. Yeah. We've talked a lot about this over the last few weeks. But yeah, where you're going to go, like... Yeah. Which platforms are best for you? Is mm -hmm. it, you know, is it your website? Is it a podcast? Right. Is it YouTube? Is it Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter? And most likely it's a combination thereof. That's exactly right. And I think... Again, it does require a little bit more research on your part. Right. If you feel like TikTok could be good for you, do a little research on TikTok. Yeah. You know, go search your niche and see if you find someone that's in your niche that's are doing and what you're doing. If there's no one, you install it and start it. You, you stand to be the person for yeah. that piece of content. Mm -hmm. And if there is, then learn from what they're doing. Yeah. Improve upon it. Follow the trends. It's okay to be on trends yeah. occasionally. Oh, yeah. You look at all the major brands, Coke, Dr. Pepper, you know, I mean, anybody, right? I just had two soda brands, but any of the major brands, those are all on TikTok and they are oh, leveraging yeah, those. Everybody. They're commenting on people's content. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, leveraging they're, the trends. They're all engaging that. people. And, but it goes back to like, what is their purpose? You know, somebody like Houston Astros, mm -hmm. Ghostros, sponsoring, commenting on some random baseball post on the internet. Yeah. Right? What is that for? Their goal is not sales. No. It's brand awareness. It's, yep. It's they want putting, people thinking mm -hmm. about the Astros. Because mm -hmm. when they're thinking about the Astros, then they start thinking about other things like, oh, we should yeah. visit Houston. We should go do tours. Oh, we should go catch a ball game while we're in town. Mm -hmm. It's about brand awareness, right? right? So it goes back to what is your purpose on these platforms? Right. Most importantly, most importantly of all the things that I can share with you guys about digital marketing and the thing that we really kind of started this thing off with, which is the, the big you know, money question, right? Yeah. How much? You got to do the math. Yeah. Right. If you're ready to commit to a dollar amount, right? You're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this thing. I'm going to be on this platform, blah, 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 blah. Right. And you've got those concrete goals in mind. Yeah. Well, now you got to just do a little bit further research, right? You've got to figure out which platforms you're going to pursue. You know, what does it cost to right. produce Facebook ads? What does it cost to put a podcast on? Yeah. Logistically, what is it going to cost? That's you? right. Yeah. And it's going to be different, right? Like, Here's the thing that's so hard about marketing budgets in general is that there are a variety of different types of agencies. Absolutely. Small business agencies like ourselves who have a really kind of uh, entry level price point for small businesses that are really right. manageable upwards of these high profile social or marketing agencies that, that they require a lot bigger of a budget. A yeah. You need a $10,000 a month retainer, right? And that's okay. It's just a different product. It is. Right? It's like we have clients that pay upwards of, you know, six or $7,000 a month and we have clients who pay as cheap as, you know, $300 a month. It just depends on what you want. What you need. What your you goals. Want. Again, it goes all back to that. And so the cool thing about all of this is that it's going to progress. It's going to change. Right. Right. It's going to evolve. Well, any investment, you know, if you've invested any money, you might have seen it dip. Yep. But you've also seen it go up. And if you don't put anything in, you're not going to see it do anything. So if you invest $0 into your digital marketing budget, you're going to see zero happen on your social media and your yeah. digital marketing. That's right. You're yeah. You're not putting zero. anything there. You're not putting out, whether yeah. it's time or money. Right. If you're not putting anything in, you're going to see nothing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and yeah, social media is one of those digital marketing platforms where you don't have to have money. You can use time, you know, yeah. and for small business owners, that's big. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically what you can do is take all the estimated costs that you kind of have in mind. Right. Okay, it's going to cost me. And I'm going to throw some numbers out there because I know that people are kind of like, ah, Andrew, don't leave us hanging without numbers. Right. You know, I'd say a a custom website with management, you know, I'd say for a company like us, we charge somewhere in the ballparks of, you know, four or $500 a month. That's a custom site with management and maintenance and hosting. SEO, something like that might cost you in the ballparks of $500 a month or a little more. That's one of those spaces that's kind of based on your your competition and your niche and how many... Are you trying to rank locally? You're trying to rank nationally? Nation, those kind of things. Yeah. So paid advertising, I'd say... I usually recommend people spend no less than a thousand dollars a month on paid advertising if they truly want to get if like they a really good want a result, see yeah. results, and kind of be able to get I that agree. data you need to like say, okay, well, it's going to cost me more like a hundred to acquire customers instead of five. Yeah, but you need to spend enough that you can get that data set right. Mm-hmm. The big thing to remember is your marketing budget should be up to twelve percent of your revenue. Right. So when you're when you're kind of doing all the math. Right. Okay. It's going to cost me twelve hundred a month for a podcast. It's going to cost me uh, twelve hundred a month for a blog. It's going to cost me five hundred for SEO. Well, okay. Now we're at what three grand? You know, a little under three thousand dollars a month, something like that. Now look at that. And that's three thousand dollars a month times twelve, thirty-six thousand dollars a year is your marketing budget per se. Is that twelve percent of your overall revenue? Right. If not, if it's a hundred percent, you probably shouldn't spend that much. Yeah. Exactly. And if it's 1%, you're probably spending not enough. Too little. Yeah. Yeah, You might be like, oh, it just costs too much. It's like, well, are you getting the results you want with the small amount you're spending? Because if the answer is no, then it sounds to me like you're not actually investing enough into your business. And we all know that like it takes money to make money. Oh yeah. Right. You've got to put into it. Just like you said a minute ago, if you're not putting money or time into it, you're not going to get results out of it. And so it's like, I want you to kind of, I want to leave you guys with that statistic is that it should be up to 12% of your revenue. That's a fair yeah. amount of revenue. I think so like, too. I want to just, it's hard to put a hard dollar amount on a marketing budget because it all depends on what you want. And it can come down to even something as simple as, you know, a video versus a picture. It's totally different pricing. Exactly. So I'm going to just take like an average annual revenue for like a small company, you know, with us, you know, with a really small team. So we're going to take $400,000 in annual revenue, okay. right? Yeah. And if I multiply that times, you know, 12%, that's $48,000 a year. Right. You know, you could be spending on marketing. Now, like you said, it varies, right? If you know that you only need to spend $12,000 a year to get that same amount of revenue, then maybe you don't. Maybe but you if don't. you want to double your revenue and you can handle that, then maybe, maybe you should increase your marketing spend. Maybe you invest, right. And so you've got to kind of play with that, you know, that, that number to kind of decide like, okay, what should I be spending? What can I be spending? Right. Yeah. Like we always do, John, I'm going to leave everybody with a business growth hack. All righty. All right. There's a a ratio, a formula that I always share with our customers that people, they always kind of get excited about. They're like, what? I never heard of that. It's called the LTV to CAC ratio. Okay. That sounds really complicated. Yeah, it sounds really crazy. It's LTV stands for lifetime value. Okay. So how much overall? That customer's worth to you. Okay. People a lot of times are like, well, I don't know how much my customer's worth for me. I would tell you right now in your business, yeah. if you're trying to get your business to a point where if you ever wanted to sell it or have an investor or retire and pass that company on to someone else, you need to know what your lifetime value is. Yeah. Because it's what that customer is worth to you as a company. Right. Yeah. I can tell you guys... On average, our customers pay us, you know, $500 a month. Okay. And I'm going to do, do some quick math here. If they're with us for two years, which typically our clients are with us much longer than that, but I call it a two-year window. I say, okay, my customer at the very least will be with me for two years. So I take $500 a month, multiply it times 24 months. That customer is worth $12,000 to me. That's not a lot of money, but it isn't a small amount either, right? So $12,000, if I 
you know, look at that number. It's like, okay, that's what that customer's worth to me. So that's our LTV, our lifetime okay, value. Okay, right, yeah. Then our CAC, LTV to CAC, is our customer acquisition cost. Okay. Right? What it. does it cost to acquire right. the customer? Yeah. And, and so that's the, obviously the relationship between those two, right? Um, an ideal LTV to CAC ratio should be a three to one. Okay. okay. So that means a customer should be three times more than the cost of acquiring them. Okay. So a good way to kind of do that backwards is I'm just going to take that $12,000 yeah. that I just told you our customers worth and I'm going to divide it by three. So that means I could spend up to $4,000 trying to acquire to, a customer and, and it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Right now. Well, man, that gives you a, a budget right there, doesn't huge, it? huge. Doesn't right? that just give you a budget? Like, right. And it's like, okay, cool. $4,000. Now, am I telling you every single customer at $12,000 value should be $4,000? No. No. Not what I'm saying. Saying that is the maximum that you should ever, ever spend. spend. So, like for me, I I always look at that as my baseline for if, if I'm going to go do something stupid, <laughs> yeah. like I'm going to go do a tr- trade show or I'm going to go do yeah. a conference or something like that, where I'm going to have a booth and I'm going to spend a bunch of money. I should try not to spend more than four thousand. Right. Yeah. Because if I spend, let's just say, two thousand dollars to get the booth mm-hmm. uh, or to rent the space, another thousand dollars in promo and another thousand dollars in flights and blah blah blah, because it's expensive to do that stuff, right? If I spend 4000 and I go to that event and I don't get one customer, right. It didn't even pay for itself. Right. So and yeah, there's other factors too like did your brand awareness really hold, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so when you look at so now I go, okay, well if I went there though and I got two customers out of the deal, right. I made money, right? The first one paid for that event yep. and profits. Yep. The second one all profits. But if I do it and I get zero business, I'm never going to spend $4,000 on a trade show again, no, at least at in that case. Or or at the very least, I'm going to evaluate and say, well, what did I do wrong? Right. Was it me or was it just that this right. wasn't was the best Was it my fit? setup? Was you know? I, yeah. Did, did we I have not? the right approach? Were we prepared? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it's good to work with a marketing agency because marketing agencies a lot of time can help you. We did this and it didn't work. We did that's that right. and it worked. We've done this for a lot of clients and we yeah. can kind of tell you the things that do and don't work, Right. So what I love about that ratio is it really should give you a baseline of how much you could spend to acquire a customer. Right. And if your main purpose for the digital marketing spend is to acquire customers as sales, right. then, then you need to know that formula. Yeah. If you don't, you're kind of wasting your you're time. You're wasting your time and your money. Or you don't know how much that dark. customer's worth for you and you have no clue how much you're spending to try to get them. Yeah. Right? It's- <laughs> yeah <you're> just, exactly. <laughs> and so I think what's also cool about that is if you can do it for even cheaper than that. Yeah. Badass, but it goes back to that same thing I talked about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. If you're spending way less than that three to one, and you're not seeing results, then maybe you need to increase. Increase it. Do mm-hmm. that math. Figure out what that customer's worth to you. Well, Do that you've math. got some numbers that you can work with there. That is a pretty good rule of thumb, I think. Yeah. If you're spending a one to one ratio, meaning you know I spent four thousand dollars to acquire a four thousand dollar customer, it's not going to even out. Then you're. I feel bad. I didn't mean to call you stupid or an idiot, but yeah, you're wasting money. Mm-hmm. You are not growing your business. Right. You're not going to have the freedom that we talked about earlier in this no, episode. No, you're not. Because you're constantly going to be like, well, I sold that thing. I sold that thing. I We had 100 sales I'm, this month. I've sold this over and over again, like, but we yeah, didn't but make your money. all it's doing is paying for yourself. Yeah. All it's doing is paying. Like, it's not making you money. It's a good way to sink a business right, right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna, it's a great way to, to get burned yeah. out. Right. And, you know, in the same regard spending that one-to-one ratio if you're like way above yeah you know way outside of what it costs you know you're losing money yeah. uh, right if, it, that's, if that's... every time you sign a client you're losing money 
it you're just counting down days till you're closing doors. Yeah. Because it's that's it's, all you're doing. It's extreme on both ends, right? Yeah. Like either you're just paying for the job you got and you're not making any profits. Right. Or you're just barely sustaining and you're like, yeah. well, we're we're busy. It's like, yeah, yeah but are but, you can you hire 10 new employees? No. Can you yeah, can you get a new building that you want so that you can have a more productive operation? Right. Because if the answer is no to all those questions, yeah, starting a podcast, <laughs> yeah. shameless plug every time. Yeah. You know, if you're not, what is like what's the point? Yeah. That's one of the questions I'll always ask in a, in a kind of an initial marketing call. It's like if what is something that you want in your business right now? Yeah. Oh, we want to hire two new people. It's like, okay, cool. What would happen if you can't hire those two people? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we, we couldn't do as much as we're doing right now. And they're like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, now that we know that felt pain, now that we know that like yeah. you really needed two people, we can work backwards from that. We can say, okay, that's backwards. I said that backwards. real waller. You did. Uh, <laughs> I was going to let it slide. <laughs> can't let it slide, dog. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a <laughs> backwards, a accent, backwards, backwards. An accent button or something yeah. like uh, play some like Texas Twain. <laughs> Texas Twain. If you, I don't even know where I was going with that. I got lost. I, I got lost. It's okay. If you got what I was putting down there, awesome. If not, it's okay. I think this is a great place to wrap up. I want you guys to know that there is no right amount to spend on digital marketing. No, you can't give it. It looks different yeah. based on goals. It looks different based on purpose. The goal is to figure out how much you should invest. It should be what do you want to get out of this? Right. What do you want to accomplish? Use that real growth hack I gave you guys today. That yeah, you know that definitely. LTV to That's CAC ratio to figure out what is the max you should be spending to get a customer. Mm-hmm. Work backwards from that to figure out how much you're currently spending. Right, right now you guys could be spending way too much. Yeah, or maybe you're spending way too little. Well, that's a simple thing that you could just analyze, and you could possibly double your profits. You know, you got to be able to look at stuff. You got to be able to change. You got to be able to adapt. Adapt, adapt, adapt. Adapt, adapt, adapt. I mean, yeah. otherwise you don't make it. You're not, yeah, you're not going to take it to the next the, level. When the yeah. environment changes, you will die out instead of move on and thrive. Yep. Well, that's all there is to it for this episode. For we this will one. see you guys next week, like always. If you need more help with planning your digital marketing campaigns or just need any advice, you know, you can hit me and John up anytime. anytime. We'd be happy to chat with you. We will see you guys later. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.